The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. My next guest has just released his brand new album, I Wish You Well. He's going to be showcasing his new music for Irish audiences in the new year on tour around the country. And he has tour dates coming up through November in the US. Then he's in the UK through 2023. And in mid-2023, he's going to be in Radisson Hotel in Athlone. He's going to be in the Great Northern in Bundoran, Sleeve Russell in Ballycotton. He's in Limerick. He's in the Borgosh Theatre in Dublin. He's in the Cork Opera House. Basically, anywhere you want to see Daniel over the next 18 months, he will be available to you. Good morning, Daniel. Hello, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm very good. I need a small favour from you. Um, it, about a week ago, I decided, for fear of, of the uh, Saudi regime and Elon Musk, that I, I needed to get a social media platform other than Twitter. So I experimented with TikTok and I was baffled by it. And then I discovered that you too have recently gone on TikTok and you are very successful. You have a video, your first ever video has nigh on a million views. How does it work, Daniel? I can't really gauge on how it works. All I know is that you go on and you're there and the left, the rest is left up to the gods. I don't know who who does the rest. <laughs> Did you have any expectation that it would take off the way that it has? Well, you know, I, I don't, I mean, but like yourself, I, I don't look much, well, I don't know whether you look at much social media much, but I don't look much at social media. I, I have Facebook and every so often things come up and I think, I wonder how does that come up there? And I look at it and, you know, I never comment on things and I don't read what's written about myself because I know everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bothered by it then. But, um, no, I, I, I don't know. It's amazing. I suppose social media is just, it's the way forward for, for it seems now, for everybody and um, TikTok I don't know if I'm know what I'm supposed to do for TikTok. I don't know whether you're supposed to be funny or tell what's going on or what's not going on. You know, some of the things I know some of the people put up, you know, we're having breakfast now. I mean, who wants to know? (laughs) Well, you have you've done very well out of effectively having breakfast in different places around the country. The B&B tour was effectively you and Magella having breakfast in lots of places and it got huge viewership. I know that was a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, we could never have imagined that that would be so successful uh, when we started it out. Um, I remember the first recording. And originally, you know, we it was just an idea. Magella said maybe we could do something, you know, of a travel show going around Ireland. And we said it to Kieran Cavanagh, my manager, and he then went off to the production company, VIP. And with an... I mean, we were on the road before we knew we were going. We thought, like, maybe next year or the year after, after we had said it. But we were literally, you know, out on the road before we knew. And I remember one day in particular, we were down in Kerry, and it was raining, and the two of us were skipping along the strand in Kerry, singing singing in the rain. And I said to Magella, what are the people at home going to think about us? They'll think we're off our heads. We hope then they won't see Night of the Daniels. (laughs) Well, they definitely think I'm gone then. Well, this I want to talk to you about because this is like the thing going on TikTok. I'm very intrigued about how you manage your image because at first glance, I would have thought Daniel O'Donnell is going to be conservative. He's going to know his audience well. He's going to stay in his lane. He's going to make sure that he doesn't do anything that it could cause them any offence. And he's that's going to last, as it has done, for several decades. 
Then we see him do the travel show. Then we see him do the TikTok videos. Then you did a couple of the advertising videos that were very tongue-in-cheek. But this latest one ends with you in Mortal Kombat with a 30-foot-tall nude wax version of yourself. <laughs> now, when that was pitched to you, at any stage did you say, just lads, I'm not sure? I never even thought about the big fella standing in front of me at the end um, with, with supposedly no clothes on. That never came into my head. But no, I thought the boys are so creative. I mean, I didn't even know them before they came to me and before COVID. And they had this idea of doing this video and they sent it to myself and Kieran. And we looked at it and we thought it would be a fun thing to do. And I suppose the, the thing to remember is this very tongue-in-cheek, you know, and it is, I suppose it is me kind of taking a hand at myself um, and showing that I'm not, I'm not, you know, as precious as people might think. But it's very interesting the way you do it, because in that one in particular, the, the Night of the Daniels is, uh, you have the, the plot of it, it's up on YouTube if anybody wants to see it, but the plot is that you have just opened the Daniel O'Donnell Wax Museum in uh, Donegal, and that um, through, uh, because it is built a bit like Postergeist on a, an archaeological site, a graveyard, the wax figures of you come to life and you end up in battle with them. But what's interesting is there's a lot of it that's quite close to what you would think is the truth. I know you haven't gone as far as a wax museum, but the way that it portrays you and the fans, it, there's not many people who would be willing to make jokes about something so close to their own truth. Yeah, well, I suppose most of the jokes are, are, are on myself, really. The the fans are just, well, if they're coming and looking at the things and they're commenting on whatever they're seeing, and that's funny because the two ladies, Mary and Margaret, who stand uh, talking about me are the, are the wax visions of me. One says, this is great and, you know, it's like him. And the other one said, um, I don't know, there's something off about him. <laughs> and then I, then it's all, the man comes in and says about, you know, the town is cursed. And when they're really frightened, I come in and I tip Mary on the shoulder when she nearly dies. And I just say, um, they're great, aren't you? They've got the nose right anyway, you know, because I was blessed with a good sense of smell. <laughs> and um, so I, I suppose it is. It's just fun. I mean, the very fact that when I go out to save Dunlow, the first thing I do is I sp hairspray my hair, you know, to keep it fixed. Just, you know, and, and in the middle of my heroic um, deeds, which is, is ridiculous, really. And then at the end of the day, it's the hairspray that saves the day. Well, you see, and, this is the bit that I can't, I, I just don't, I can't fathom end. a production team sitting down saying, OK, Daniel, you're going to ride off on a horse with, with a sword made from a microphone. You're going to behead zombie versions of yourself. And then you're going to melt a nude version of yourself with a hairspray, hairspray flamethrower. And you across the table saying, yeah, that sounds like a plan, lads. We'll do that. Yeah thing in that now that I didn't know about was the nude version of myself but you wouldn't know that he's nude on <laughs> until they put up that wee kind of speculty thing across the not not to see part Yes, I, I think the phrase you're looking for Daniel is they, they do pixelate your giant wax genitals yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is I think at the end of the day, I think anybody watching it, if they don't get fun out of it, it's uh, I don't know 
where they'll be coming from. We should talk about something a, a little more, well, serious is the wrong phrase, but a little closer to what people would know you for, which is, of course, the uh, album release and the touring. You're doing the UK, you're doing the US, and then you're doing a, a lot of dates in Ireland. Is there a big difference in the crowds that you get in the US versus the crowds in Ireland? Well, do you know there's not, I mean, a big difference? No. Um, I think that generally... Um, from night to night, you can have a different atmosphere and a theatre if you're a couple of nights in one place. But the thing about it is that people are making a conscious decision to come to one of our shows, wherever it might be. They're not just coming. You know, years ago, I suppose, when we did the dances, people just went to a dance. Now, there was a certain amount of people that would go because of who's singing. But a lot of the time, people are going because the music is there and the fun will be there and the, you know, there'll be other people there. But a concert is different. Everybody buys a ticket to be at that concert. So the first thing, I suppose, is that people want to be there and people are aware of what you know, you're about and what you're going to do. Now, here in the States, I suppose, um, since before COVID, we had uh, uh, shows started on a, a cable channel called RFD, and that's every Saturday night at nine o'clock uh, Central Time, or maybe Eastern, I don't know, I think it's Central Time. And um, so all over the States, they see an hour program of music of one of our shows. So that has brought a whole new audience to the shows here. So they're coming for the very first time. So all they have ever seen is a TV show. So they don't know, like the people in other parts of the world that we would tour, much about me. So that's that's unusual, you know. It's it's amazing that, that me at 60, that that would still be the case. But still, it's, it's great. Does it add a dynamic? Well, it does, I suppose. It's, 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 I, I find it amazing, as I said already, that, that people are discovering the music after all these years. Uh, but America is so big that we had PBS uh, television, first of all, aired our specials back in um, 2002. And, and they still periodically have um, a special on. But the fact that you're on every Saturday night, people can watch it. They know what's coming on. So they, I suppose maybe, I don't know, do the tape it or is it rerun or whatever too, like you'd see at home. But it seems like they're the, those that enjoy it, watch it religiously. And have you a favourite? I mean, we're now looking at what, effectively 40 years of, of solo success. Is there is there a gig that when you close your eyes in, in a contemplative moment and you look back, you said, that was a cracker? Do I go back to times? I remember, you know, the first time I stood in Carnegie Hall. And I'm not saying that this was the best I'm not saying it because it was the, the best show, but I remember standing out and in our wee village at home, the Logue family, they owned the pub and the shop when we were growing up. And six of the Logues emigrated and lived in America. And I walked out on the stage in Carnegie Hall and the Logues were sitting in the front row. And I, I remember really feeling emotional thinking, how in God's name did I get here? Just the very fact I remember going into their kitchen and singing for them when I would come from America as a wee boy. 
and here I was in Carnegie Hall. And I suppose I think back to that night. That was, and I remember saying, now you need to gather yourself now. This is not about nostalgia. This is about all the other people that are here to, to see the show. But I always remember that very fondly, um, that moment. But it does. It goes to the the shift in in your own lifetime because I hadn't realised you grew up without running water in the house. You grew up without a, a toilet in the house. Now, I mean, obviously there will be still some people who are in that kind of situation. But to go from an upbringing like that, where you're crossing the street to a tin hut to go to the bathroom, to a situation where you're on Skype from Branson in Missouri, you've a million people on TikTok following you, you've you've um, a rake of successful albums over a 40-year career, and you're singing in Carnegie Hall. It's an amazing thing to have happen all in one lifetime. Well, it certainly is. I forget that I, you, you're all watching me too, and I, I don't know where the camera is. I'm not even looking at it. Um, and apologies to everybody watching on whatever you're watching. And I, I forget I was only talking on, on the phone. But I'm, 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 you've probably seen me ear most of the time. Um, it is amazing. I never take it for granted. You know, we're very lucky as 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 a family. You know, my father died when I was young. But having said that, we were very, very blessed. My mother was great. We did live in the house uh, from I was born until I was, um, I suppose, nearly six. We stayed in my mother's cousin's house that was across the road from where our new house was built. And yes, the toilet was, you crossed over the road to go into the tin hut with, you know, but a lot of people at home, that was the way the toilets were then. Nobody had indoor toilets. I remember only one house in the village had a had a bathroom and it was built sort of, it wasn't upstairs and it wasn't downstairs. It was Kendi when you went up the stairs, it was built out a bit on the on the first landing, halfway up. And I remember we used to go up to try and look on the window to see <laughs> what was it like. Now I don't know if they had running water at the time. I really don't know how it all worked. But I remember um remember that uh That you would cross the street just to get a look at a toilet. We were well down through the village in the village, you know, and uh, but like there was no running water in the house, so obviously we went to the well for water. There was there was wells at that time, and just at that time, the the scheme to bring the water. I remember the people working on the road, uh, build you know building or digging up and putting down the pipes to bring the water all the way down to the pier or the harbour. So everybody then, when we moved into the new house, the water was, was you know, it was coming without, you know, having to get it <laughs> out of the tap. <laughs> From there to battling a 30 foot high nude version of yourself with a flamethrower, Daniel. It's quite the progression. Come here, one thing that I have to ask you before I let you go. Do you travel with anything Irish in the suitcase food wise when you travel? Not really. No, I don't really take anything with me at all. I suppose I'm not a big food person. Um, Magella, now, if she was going, she would nearly always have Barry's tea or Lion's tea, uh, one or the other. Oh, very uh, diplomatic, but, Daniel. Very diplomatic. Oh, no, she'd have, we'd have, I, I don't know, what do you prefer, Magella? Magella, <laughs> is it Barry's or Lion's tea? Yeah, which, 
Oh, she says Barry's. Oh, and well, on that bombshell, Daniel. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, no, no, no. I said you either have Barry's or Lion's tea with you. But he said it was very diplomatic. So there she is, <laughs> the horse's mouth. I don't drink tea, so I'm not... I'm not for one side or the other. Well, it's too late now. You're committed as a family by virtue of uh, Magella. <laughs> Daniel, as always, lovely to talk to you. Daniel is going to be touring in the States uh, through the rest of the year. But then from August of 2023, he's kicking off in the Radisson and Athlone and he's doing pretty much everywhere around the country, uh, finishing up, I think, in the Cork Opera House on the 30th of August. And obviously the website, Daniel O'Donnell. Uh, is it, are you .ie or .com, Daniel? Ah, uh, Daniel. Hang on, let's, let's get to the... the, the Dot org. Dot org. very fancy. Well, either way, I'm sure if you throw you into Google, you'll appear. And either way, now everybody's following you on TikTok so, TikTok, so they can get it there. Daniel, lovely to talk to you. Thank you. I'm not good with all these questions about dots and commas. <laughs> Daniel O'Donnell, thanks very much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.